Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well, doing good. For those that are here live, happy Wednesday. For those that are tuning in, any day you're tuning in, happy whatever day it is. Another day to get a little bit better, which is really all all God asks of us. Just a little bit better every single day. We've been talking a lot about this concept of happiness. Really, as we're building it, it's not necessarily this end of the road feeling. It's really the beginning of the road feeling. We bring it on ourselves. We strategize and plan ways in which we could put ourselves in a state of mind that will prepare us for what's ahead of us. The beginning of that comes from gratitude. Gratitude will increase joy just by virtue of the fact of appreciating what we have. But there's more than that. And this is sort of where we left off, which is when you deal with life and what's in front of you is challenging. And each one has their own challenges. You know, this happens a lot where, you know, you'll have uh, two people, maybe they're best friends or their spouses. And for one person, like getting on an airplane is like an episode of anxiety. And for one other person, they can fly around the world. Like, they're just like, what's the big deal, right? So everyone has their own challenges. For some people, like, you know, raising kids is like the most challenging thing. But like leading a presentation in front of CEOs is, you know, nothing or less challenging. For the person, it's flipped. They'll go to work every day of the week. But being home alone with the kids, they're going out of their minds. So everyone has their challenges. And it's so important in life to not um, judge somebody else's challenges because you don't know what's in their heads. But unless we can understand how we maintain a happy, empowered state while challenges, while we're dealing, then it's going to come and go. We're never going to reach the level of constant happiness that is commanded of us. We're always going to be in the state of, okay, that was awesome in the morning. That's good. That's step one. If you're not grateful, then you're, you're behind the eight ball. If we wake up in the morning and the first thing we do is look at our phones and we're scrolling through all the things we didn't do yesterday, like, what chance do we have? Really? Like, really? What chance do we have to bring an empowered state of being into our daily life? We're, we're playing yesterday's game. So gratitude is like getting into the game. And that's why if those who have been involved in writing some gratitude journals, Dan, hopefully you're seeing it develop. That when you take the time to be grateful for the things you have, and we should really get more serious on these habits that we're forming, but either way, when you take those times, you're, you're a different person. But that's not enough. Because that'll work when you're in a state of gratitude. That will work when you're like in your element, when you're in your home, when you're walking down the street on a nice day, when, what, but what if you get, what, what happens when you get in the game? You're going to have challenges. It, by the way, you hope for easy challenges, but you're going to have challenges. If you don't have challenges, you're not going to grow. I remember reading about Henry VIII. So Andy's going to, as I talk, I know I've got Andy behind me. So Andy, just keep on 
giving me accurate because I'm pulling into my history here. I remember reading, I think it was Henry VIII. He, who's, he's the guy, he's the, 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 the king, the English king with like the 10 wives or something. And I remember he had, remember he, he, he divorced his first wife. I think his second wife was Anne Bolin and he killed her, right? Am I, am I getting my, my English history right? For those who are, I think the third wife, Jane, no, Anne Bolin gave him a girl, Mary, right? Let me see if I get this right. Anne Bolin gave him a girl, Mary. Maybe she gave him Elizabeth. Someone gave him Mary. Someone gave him, oh, no, no, I, I got it now. I got it now. I got it now. I got it. Wait, wait, wait. I got it. I got it. Okay. Richard's on this. I got this, right? His first wife gave him Mary. He divorced her. And Bolin gave him Elizabeth. He killed her. The next wife, I think Jane, gave him a boy. And then he, she died. And then I just think he killed everybody else. That's my sense. Or he killed whoever was left or what the last one survived him. So he killed the next one and the last one survived him. So um, it's coming. It's coming back. So there's a story where his son, right, Jane's kid, was supposed to be the king, right? Because the son trumps the girls. At least back then it did. So they put him in this, like, house with, like, servants around him at all times. He was the, he was the heir apparent. All right, let's see if I got this right. Divorced, I got right. Beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, lived. Okay, I got one divorced wrong. Okay, not bad, not bad. For, 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 for Henry's life. So they put this kid who was the, the son in this like, you know, they just doted on him all day long. And the way I understood the his history was he becomes king and then dies like right away. And then ultimately it becomes Mary and then that bloody Mary. And then ultimately that's where bloody Mary comes from, by the way, because she killed everybody. Um, and then Elizabeth took over. But the idea was that there's this kid who was the heir apparent to the throne, but because he was coddled his whole young life, he just, he just couldn't handle the challenges of kingship. So challenges isn't something that's, that we're, that we're necessarily running from. We just hope that they're easy and that we can overcome them. We need them. We need them to survive. So the question now becomes, how do we deal with them? Because if we don't deal with them in an empowered state, we're going to lose. So there's multiple ways and we're trying to break it down together. That's why we do this for every day with God's help. And what we, what we got to yesterday is the understanding that I have to approach the challenge from a positive sense of recognizing that whatever is in front of me is supposed to be in front of me, and I really can't predict the outcome. I really don't know what will be from this challenge. So I can't judge the challenge in front of me for anything other than something that can make me better. Right? That is a critical sort of piece to this, is we have to pull as much judgment away 
from the value of the challenge in front of us and assume that if it's in front of us, it's going to make us better. Because if we start to judge the challenge, we're going to start to create an opinion as to whether the challenge is good for me or bad for me. And we just don't know. We just have, we have no idea. And the more we judge the challenge in front of us, the more emotional energy we put into that judgment and the harder it is for us to execute in the way that we need to execute. So, like we spoke about yesterday. Now, I don't know what goes on in the world of the Israeli commandos, though I wish I did. I don't. I would assume that when commandos go through challenge, they don't judge the challenge for the challenge's sake. They understand this is what they're here for. And they understand, whether they understand it consciously or not, that this is going to make them bigger and better. And there's a purpose to it. So when they engage in a crisis, they don't go, great. I can't believe there's a terrorist around. This is ridiculous. Like, man, we were, we were, by the, we were having fun, and I got a call from my commando, my commander to like come to this thing. Man, what, what? Why in the world does Saddam Hussein have to build a bomb? Like, for real? I got to, like, deal with this now? Like, really? Am I bothering Saddam Hussein? I think guys are... You think, like, the commandos in Tel Aviv are like, really? Really, Iran? Because I was, like, we were relaxing here, and now I got to figure out a way to get it. Now I got to figure out a way to, like, be Iranian so that I could pretend to be on your team so that I could spy for it. They don't judge it like that. They're not annoyed with their challenges. They don't look at someone else and go, man... I wish I was that guy on the couch. Look how, look at his pot belly. It's so nice and round. He's eating potato chips. He's on his fifth beer. Like, I got to, like, run 15 miles a morning and, like, jump out of a plane. They're not doing that. They signed up for this. So when they engage in challenge, their challenge in front of them, they're not judging the challenge. They're not wasting emotional energy going, why me? And why now? And how come? And this isn't going to work. And this is a detour to what I had in mind. I was supposed to go this way. Why did this just get in my way? I had this with um, this whole with the virus stuff. My, I told you the story with the full po- the false positive with my wife. I don't know if I told you here or not. I'm sure I did because I was going through it. It's funny. I got. I'll tell you the story quickly. My wife. Um, Thank God. I mean, we had, we had, I think we had the virus. We think in March, we never got tested in March, but we have antibodies. At least we had, I don't know if we still have them, but a few months ago we had them. So apparently if you have antibodies, you're not supposed to get another test, but my wife ended up getting it for a whole bunch of reasons. She didn't know. So she gets the test. It comes back positive. We call the doctor. The doctor says, yeah, you have antibodies, which means you may have had the virus, which means you may have some cells in there, which is why it's going to be positive. She takes it again and it comes back negative. So the, 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 the response is, okay, you probably don't have it, but now that you took it, you're, you have to quarantine. So my kids went insane, like insane. Like, can you imagine the kids are going to camp and friends and all the stuff that they're ready to do. And now we're basically back home for two weeks. And I called my rabbi and he said to me, if you approach this with total happiness, you're going to see it's good for you. I'm like, really? 
like, are you in my house? Do you, do you have like a, you should really put a camera up from Israel because my kids are really upset and they really want to go do things that kids do in the summer, not sit home with mom and dad. Like, you know, just trust me. Don't judge it. Like, I know you had a path towards your summer, your work and what you're doing and whatever you do during your day and the kids and what they do, whatever. Like, I know that you guys think that you know the path to your life. But when something comes your way, don't judge it negatively. Don't judge it. Because if you stop judging what's in front of you and you start to just assume that if it's brought to you, it's brought to you for the, for the right reason, if you have that level of faith, you're going to save all of your positivity for making that thing that you're doing the best that it could be. Which means if you come at it negatively, it may be negative. But if you come at it positively, it may be positive. So the thing that you're engaged in may, de- it may be determined by not the thing itself, but by your approach to the thing itself. So the experience of these two weeks will change, not based on the factors that are in front of you, family, home, house, whatever. It's more based on your approach to it. And when you approach challenges from a judgment perspective, assuming you know what's right, right? The illusion of validity, assuming you know what the future is going to hold, assuming you know what's better or worse from you. When you, when you judge the challenges, this is a good thing that happened to me. This is a bad thing that happened to me. You're going to take that negativity when you have a challenge because that's what challenge is. Challenge is usually negative. Challenge is usually a a break from your expectations. Challenge is usually unexpected. Challenge is usually something that's going to be uncomfortable. All these things are tied up in challenge. And you will naturally come to it from a negative place. What's going to happen is you're going to bleed negativity into the experience, and it will be more negative. And it took me a while to like get that. It took me like a while to like, oh my gosh. It's funny, she got the results at like 8.53, just to give you, I'm telling you. And I had to, sh- we did this at nine o'clock. Like the ability to like, just, just don't think for 20 minutes. And we, thank God, really went into it with, with a positive. And it was, I, I hate to say it, it was really, it was great. In a weird way. It was great. After like two or three days, my kids sort of get over it. We tried to make it as fun as we can in the house. And I look back at those moments, and they were kind of sweet. They were kind of sweet. You know, we did stuff in the house that were, that was, you know, we prayed together as a family, and, you know, we did things. We did things. And at the end of the day, they, thank God, went back to camp. Everyone went back to life. And I remember those, you know, ended up being, you know, based on how you calculated the 14 days. It was whatever the DOH it was like you know, 10 days for her, 11 days, 12 days, whatever it was. With the weekend, we don't really know when the thing that comes at us will ultimately be good or bad and how you approach it will change it. So unless we are preparing ourselves, unless we are working on this, unless we are are, are, are checking ourselves, unless we are journaling about this, unless we are reviewing this, 
we don't know what went wrong. Was it the thing was too hard or was it because my attitude going into it created the negativity and that's why I failed at it? If I'm doing, remember yesterday, radon Antebi, if I'm negative about the whole Antebi situation, maybe the mission would have failed, not because the mission wasn't be able to be successful. It's because we wouldn't have seen the 10 things we would have seen had we just approached it from a more positive light. I don't mean people that went on a raid of Antebi are like, yay, this is great. We get to risk our lives and go, this is amazing. Like, can you bring cigars? Because this is going to be the best road trip ever. They were empowered. They got the meaning of it. They understood the purpose of it. They wanted to do it. They got on the airplanes and flew before they even got permission. The, the positivity, the empowerment. Maybe that's what drove, this is all from God, but maybe that's what drove the success. Maybe the same factors, two different groups of people. One comes at it from a negative why me perspective. One comes at it from a positive how can we get this happen perspective. Maybe that's the difference. And maybe that's what the studies are really teaching us. You come at life and you hit challenges and you stop judging whether the challenge is good or bad for you. You stop looking at your family and being like, why did this person have to be like this? Stop looking at scenarios and go, why did it work out this way? Why did my brother or sister or mother or father or neighbor or boss, why, why, why? You stop asking why, you start asking how. And when you start asking how, you start coming up with new ideas. You start reaching into pieces of yourself. You start pulling stuff out that you never had before. Because the why, the how, the, the, the excitement for the challenge, the recognition that I'm more, the ability to stare out into what's more difficult and go, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm on this earth for. I'm here because God handed this to me. I am a commando in life. And God is the general. And he's brought me to this. Let's see what I can do with it. Now, there are ways of doing this, which we'll, we'll have to break into. One of them is to chunk it, which we'll talk about hopefully tomorrow. I keep on saying when I talk about things and I forget sometimes. I think someone reminded me that I forgot to talk about Irving Yalom, which was the cancer patients. But I need to. But we got to talk about these things because there's techniques for how to do this. But we first got to figure out that we got to do it. And the way to do it is to be able to stare at our day every single day and go into our day from the perspective of that commando mindset, which is no judgment for what's in front of me, no judgment for great, not great. I don't know. The greatest gifts are packaged sometimes in challenges. And sometimes the things that are the easiest, wonderful things given to us are really things that don't plan out for us in the end. Who could have known that King Henry's son that was given the life of luxury would have ultimately died on the throne because he didn't have it? Who would have known that had he been through a much more challenging childhood and put to test more, he would have been a greater king? So sometimes we... We just need to recognize that we don't know 
And when we go through the day, excite, we got to get ourselves excited for what's in front of us every day, all the time. That's the challenge. The challenge is how we deal with challenge. Let's try it together. And tomorrow we'll talk about some of the techniques for how to do it better. But let's try it together. Let's try together today. Just go to one challenge with me. Email me for about it. One challenge. One challenge today that when it comes our way, small or big, when it comes our way, yeah, right. Michael's right. When we prepare for things, it's less challenging. Try today one thing that comes your way that is even slightly challenging. And when it comes your way, pause for a second, like you're a fighter in a ring. And engage in it with excitement. Let's try doing that. Let's try, let's try turning the switch on and engaging in our challenges with excitement today. Let's bring it one time. Let's see how it feels. And then we'll talk about it. And tomorrow we'll talk about some techniques about how to chunk it down so that it's bite size and bringing back some of that research from uh, Chick sent Mihai on flow to how to make it even easier for us. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have an incredible day with God's help. I cannot wait. See you again tomorrow. Have a great day.